Welcome to Giving Your Best Life with Stephanie Jones, a.k.a. The Giving Gal. Former police officer, private investigator, professional organizer, who pivoted to the corporate world and then through giving 522 gifts, became an author and inspirational speaker. Need a little positivity and inspiration in your life? Grab a mug of your favorite drink and cozy up in a comfy chair and join Stephanie as she chats about giving your best life. In each episode, she shares intentional ways to give to yourself and others, how gratitude can lead to a healthier, happier, more content life, and tips to accomplish your goals. Let's jump into giving your best life. Hey friends, it's Stephanie here, also known as The Giving Gal with episode number 61 of Giving Your Best Life. Friends, thanks so much for your feedback. I have gratitude on um, the last episode, the episode number 60 about ways that you can give in your business. Also, number 59, getting great feedback. My um, creative director, virtual assistant, Rebecca, says she really loved that episode on fear. I re-listened to it today Um just because I've been struggling with some things in in my business. And it's like, I say these things and I got to practice them every day. So know what I talk about, what I preach. I also practice it. Like I have to live it to get on the podcast and chat with you about. Um, today, I want to share. So it's a Sunday. I'm recording this. And I got to say, last episode, I had just recorded. That was the first episode. I recorded in my new home. And um, so it's been another whirlwind of a week. The house is still in disarray. And one thing that has helped me like with this whole move is setting small goals. That's like not what I want to talk about today, but it's something that's really helped me is I literally will get a sheet of paper. So I've got boxes in the garage. Um, I've got boxes full of books that need unpacked. I have boxes in the kitchen that I'm trying to figure out what to do because we're remodeling the kitchen, but like before the remodel starts, we still are living here. So it's kind of this awkward time of we need items, you know, to cook and to eat off of and to store food. But also like I'm not filling the cabinet. So anyways, but each and every day I set goals with like how many boxes I'm going to bring into the house, how many boxes I'm going to take upstairs and unpack that have books in it, how many boxes in the kitchen am I going to unpack? And um, that's just really helped me break down something that is so overwhelming to small micro goals. And I can't tell you, like, once I get started, I tend to exceed and do more than what I set for the day. So if there's something that's big and overwhelming, a goal, I challenge you to uh, set micro goals within that goal. It's also a way if you have a big giving goal, um, and if you don't have a 
Thanksgiving goal. That's something I really want you to think about for 2022 as you start thinking about your goals for the year. Um, If you've listened to me at all each year or if you've been following my writings or you get my newsletter, you know I'm not big on New Year's resolutions. I'm big on setting goals each year. I always have giving goals. And um, one year I love... um, I love Operation Christmas Child and filling shoe boxes. It's still, when this episode releases, you've still got time to fill one up for 2021. And so I challenge you to fill a box or two. But years ago, I mean, like probably maybe not 10, maybe eight years ago, um, I asked my niece, Josie, she was, I don't know, five, six, something like that. She was really young. Um, we were going to do shoe boxes and I asked her how many she wanted to do. And she said 250 and I about fell over, but it also really challenged me to say like, that's what I love about childlike giving. Like there's no restrictions. There's no limits. Like in her mind, like we can do 250 boxes. She probably didn't realize how much 250 was, but it really challenged me to then go, okay, how are we going to accomplish this goal? And it took a lot of like micro goals to get to the day when we had a big packing day to fill all 250 goals. So breaking it down to what exactly did we need um, for each box and how many items did we need for each box and how was I going to get that? How much was it going to cost? Could I get people to donate? If so, what were people donating? What did we still need? Um, Organizing every item into individual bins so that we could fill it easily. So um, it was really cool. I think we ended up doing 270 some boxes and had so many friends that got involved and donated friends that came over that day and helped pack. And it just showed me like, I would have never set that goal for myself, but having my niece, like I really wanted to show her the power of giving and the power of impact and and giving back and thinking and dreaming big and then accomplishing uh, what we what we set out to do. Um, so that's like another area uh, that you can think about micro goals is in your giving. Today, what I want to jump on and talk about as it related to my move and what I'm still going through as um, as I move and as I like pack and unpack items and figure out where stuff's going to go is I realized that there was a lot of material items, but also like emotional items that I have been holding on to. Some of these for years, some of it for decades. And I don't know about you, if you hit pause and you look around wherever you're listening to, whether it is in your car, in your home, in your office, at work, like pause and see what you are holding on to that you may need to let go. And maybe you've known for years that you need to let go of certain items. And um, I just realized like, if you were to walk into my old home, not my home right now, because it is a cluttered chaos mess. But if you would have walked into my old home, it was like 
so clean, so uncluttered. Like I'm not a knickknacky person, just um, very organized. And it looked like we were living a minimalist lifestyle, which for the most part, it's kind of interesting. We were, but there were certain areas that we were not. And when I say we, it's really me. Okay. Let's, let me not throw this on my husband. Um, I'll just stick, stick to my own issues here as I pour them out to you on my uh, podcast today. But, um, I want to talk about some of the emotional issues that I was tied to just as it related to the house. Um, if you guys have followed me or listened, or if you haven't, this was a house my husband and I bought three and a half years ago. We remodeled it and the remodel, like we put so much sweat equity into it. We did all the design work our, ourselves, um, like I spent so much time designing and picking out and just making everything that we wanted this home to be in each room and how we were going to use it in the spaces. And um, I don't know, I just built it up to something that I love. I hesitate. I mean, to some point it was a dream home um, because it had everything that I needed, wanted. I actually, it's more than I ever thought I would have. Um, the property itself, you guys know, if you go back and listen to some of my old episodes that I did the trail series, like I had trails, I had a retreat at the house where uh, I took women out on the trails and we had so many lessons and came back in the house and um, you know, really dove deep into some of the lessons we learned on the trail and then went into some other activities. But I just, I love the property. I loved nature. I love looking out the window almost every day and seeing deer in the backyard and eating. And I was holding on to, um, even though we knew that moving was the right next step for us in our lives and to really step out in faith, uh, uh, it would have been easy not to do that. It would have been easy just to stay holding on to what we created, to be content and to be comfortable there. Um, and I don't know if it's really content, but maybe it would have been complacency, which those are two really they have really different meanings. Contentment is, at least I think, I don't have the dictionary out, is like being happy with what you have. And I was very happy with what I had. I did not want more. I didn't want more woods. I didn't want more home. I didn't want anything more. I was content with what I had. But also, there was this internal struggle and pull, especially for my husband's business. My husband started a wood shop business, woodworking business in 2020, and he had hit his limit to what he could do there. And so we could have easily slipped into complacency as it related to his business, that we didn't sell our home, we didn't take the step of faith and move to where he could have a bigger a bigger space to expand his business. Uh, we could have just been complacent and said, this is all he was going to do, even though both of us, both of us, so in a marriage, you both have to be on the same page when you're going to make these big moves, is he knew 
there was more for his business that he wanted to do. He had ideas and I had ideas for his business of ways that we could work together, but we could not do those things until he got a bigger space. Um, And so that's where complacency can come in, where you can be okay with where you're at, even though you know God's calling you to do something. And I don't want to say bigger because it may not be bigger. It may be something totally different that you have to leave a a place of comfort. And so I was not only holding on to that space, but just holding on going, you know what? Life is good here. Like, why do we have to disrupt what we have going on here? Um, And we took a step of faith. It's also obedience. So when you feel that calling uh, from God to, you know, take that next step, you have to be obedient in doing so. So that's just kind of like talking through of where we were and what we were going going through. But as like once our house sold, I and and I started packing, what I realized is like I had so much stuff that I was holding on to. For example, this seems so easy. I talk about something similar in the giving challenge. My first book is that like I tend to hold on with to frames. I know that sounds crazy. What about you? What are you holding on to? Like message me. Let me know what you're holding on to. But um, for me, I had all these frames that had pictures in it. Um, they came from our prayer house. So they were three and a half years old. They'd been sitting in the garage and I just didn't want to use them anymore. But it was like, I had money in those frames. And so it was like, because I had money in them, I wanted to hold on to them instead of going, you know what? There's somebody else that could use these frames. And that's actually the story that I tell in the giving challenge where I had like this a bin, a plastic container of frames and was talking to a friend and she was going to go out and buy some frames. And I'm like, I've got frames. Like, do you want to see what I have? And she ended up taking a lot of my frames. And so it's looking at what do we have in our house that we're holding on to that someone else could use and love. Um, and you can fill in, like fill in the blank, remove flame frames and say, what else what could I like? What could I give away that I'm holding on to? A cool story. I've one of the things that I've been like carrying around with me is those wooden angels. What are they like? Willow tree angels. Um, I just like I had somebody in my life that continually gave them to me, and I don't want to say I don't like them, but I'm not a collector of those types of things that just sit on a shelf, collect dust. Um, I actually had one that was very special to me. When I worked at the Indiana State Police, I did some work on our Crimes Against Children unit. And one of the guys, we had worked a case, I can't even remember any details, but one of the guys on that unit had gotten me a willow tree of um, a woman, or I guess it would have been an angel, like holding a child. And so that one for me is like almost 20 years old. Um, It has a lot of meaning to it. I still have my willow tree, like um, nativity scene that my parents got me. I love that. I will keep that. But the other ones just really didn't have any 
connection or meaning behind it, yet I was carrying them around because someone had given them to me. Um, And one day on social media, I don't even know how I stumbled upon, um, you can go look at it on Instagram, Annie's Kindness Blankets. And Annie was a a mom and she committed suicide. And um, through this, they, her, I guess it was her family and friends started Annie's Kindness Blankets. And I noticed in a lot of the pictures is they had these angels. And so this is where giving can come in is if you are paying attention, there are cool opportunities for you to give and to get involved in nonprofits that kind of take maybe some of these things that you're holding on to and open the door to cool relationships. And so I sent a message to them and I was like, I have no idea if you collect these angels, um, but I, I'm moving and I want to get rid of mine. And I love the idea of like giving, uh, giving to um, giving items that are going to like make a difference or, or just kind of carry on to a new story. And so they welcomed them and uh, it was cool. They arrived. Unfortunately, some of them were broken and um, the lady that I was talking with, her husband glued them back together. They look brand new. She sent me pictures and they've already started using some of them on their social media. And so I just love of you know, here I was holding on to these angels for years, toting them around, moving them, and now they have so much meaning to someone else, and I get to enjoy them from afar. So the other thing I want to wrap up with this is now that I am in my new home, the the um, things that I was sad about leaving, my property, the trails, the deer, can I just say, like, I have some woods here and I think I'm going to be able to get access to some other woods that connect to our property that I had no idea that that was an option. Um, can I say that I've seen deer almost every day here? I got up at two o'clock last night in the morning and there was a huge buck in the yard and um, that was just like amazing. Yesterday, I had a deer like walk right through the front yard and was just like, I think he was injured a little bit, um, but just like got to have a cool encounter. And so I just think that a lot of times we are scared to step out in faith, but if we never step out in faith, we'll never get to see like what God has in store for us. And it's not all going to be roses. Like there are going to be struggles. There are going to be hard times. Like my husband and I've already had multiple issues that have come up with um, this house, which tends to happen whenever you buy a, you know, a, like a used home or home that's been lived in. And um, my husband has gotten sick. And so that's delayed us for a couple of days on doing what we want to do. Like there's just some hurdles and challenges and that's with anything in life. Um, but I'm also excited to see like, because we have made this move, what are we going to be able to do as it relates to the calling that God has put on both of our hearts? So Uh, Friends, I just really want to challenge you today to take some time, schedule it, put it on your calendar, block out to go through your home, your office, a space in your house that just constantly bugs you. And I, I don't know if you know, I was a professional organizer for 
uh, 10 years, I had my own company. I think I talked about it back on episode eight called uh, Take Back Your Closet. And uh, what I realized in almost everybody that I worked with and even myself is that the physical clutter causes so much emotional and mental clutter that we don't even realize. We don't even realize how much it is weighing us down. And if we can take the time to do the hard work, to go through those items that are kind of stressing us out, that once we get rid of them, um, there'll be a weight, a weight that goes away, but also a space to open up. And I don't want to say for new things because I'm not saying get rid of stuff to bring new stuff in, get rid of stuff to like create an open space that you have just what you need to function in life. And even as I'm here, so I challenge you to do that. Tackle space that's been bugging you, that's been driving you nuts. Even though I'm here and as I'm unpacking, um, I am still challenging myself to, do I really need that? Am I using that? Does it bring me joy? When was the last time I used it? I just went through my closet. I think I did like two bags of stuff through my closet and I had already went through my closet and donated some, but it's just this constant like work, work, work to get this uh, place to be as clutter-free and to be filled with like good positive energy energy of stuff that um, I love and I'm going to use. So friends, I hope this episode one helps you move forward. I know I talked about moving forward, I think in episode 59, moving through fear forward with our goals. This is another way, you know, getting rid of the clutter um, is really another way to help in all three of the areas that I love to talk about with our goals, um, with gratitude. If we can just be grateful for what we have and we don't need more, we don't need to bring more in our house, it can lead to that contentment. And then when we're content, we don't need more and we're not buying stuff. Um, We can give more to those that are in need or we can take what we have and are not using and give to others so that it can be a blessing to them. So friends, at the end of the day, hopefully this has helped you to get out, to get to giving your best life. Thank you so much for listening. We know your time is valuable and we're grateful you shared it with us. For more information about Stephanie, her books and speaking, head over to givinggal.com. And remember, there are many ways you can give back by subscribing to Giving Your Best Life, sharing this podcast, writing a review, and signing up for Stephanie's newsletter. We are grateful for you. Now go out and get to giving your best life.